0: Goal Achievers. Welcome. It's Hal Elrod. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. And uh, I am handing the show off today to my good friend and the co-creator of the Best Year Ever Blueprint, John Burgoff, aka Jonathan Burgoff. And uh, John and I were at a couple's retreat a few months back. <laughs> not not together, by the way. <laughs> that sounded odd. Uh, John and I were with our wives at a couple retreat a few months back, N- not just the two of us. Although, you know what? We're pretty close. We probably could have learned a lot at that, just the two of us. But we were with our wives, and um, Alana Pratt was one of the, uh, she was leading some really powerful exercises. In fact, she led, I think, essentially one of the full days, or at least half of the day. And uh, some of the biggest breakthroughs for the couples in the retreat, there was about uh, give or take 10, 12 couples. Uh, most of us were friends. Some of us didn't know each other, but she led us through some experiences and they were so profound and so powerful, allowed us to really quickly have kind of increased self awareness and really go deep. And there were a lot of tears in the room. And we actually, John and I met on a break. And I, was, I said, We should, we've got to bring her to Best Year Ever. She's incredible. And he said, oh, I, I completely agree, you know, and, uh, and we ran it by our wives and they, they agreed as well. But uh, so, Alana Pratt, uh, she'll be at Best Year Ever, but today, You're going to hear from her. In fact, John reached out and he said, Hey, I was talking to Alana the other day. She was sharing what she's going to do at the event. And the exercises can be done, you know, some of them can be done kind of via the podcast. She said, He said, What do you think about me interviewing Alana or having a conversation with her and sharing some of these really helpful exercises that she's going to do at best year ever on the podcast? So That's how we arrived at today. So, Alana Pratt, she's an intimacy expert. You'll probably get a better intro from John. Actually, no, that's not true. (laughs) I'll give you a good intro. She served as a guest expert on The Jenny McCarthy Show, The Huffington Post, People, Forbes, CBS, TLC, and Fox. She's also the author of four books. And when you think of intimacy, it's usually related to physical affection or sex or romance, that kind of a context. But what you're going to find today through John and Alana's conversation is how intimacy impacts A lot more than that. In fact, virtually every area of our life, it's crucial to effective parenting and entrepreneurship and ultimately the relationship with ourselves, which is where it affects everything. So without further ado, I uh, give you my good friend, John Berghoff and my new friend and somebody I'm very excited to spend time with. uh, By the way, at Best Year Ever Blueprint, if you are not yet registered and you want to join us for that, or you want to get the details, actually, it's a brand new website. It just went live a few days ago. Go to bestyeareverlive.com. So the URL is the same, but we created a new website and it's, it's really cool. It's really, it's way better than it was before. But uh, yeah, so check that out, bestyoureverlive.com and, uh, and again, without further ado, for the second time, Alana Pratt and Jonathan Burgoff. Talk to y'all soon.
1: This is the amazing Alana Pratt. I met Alana for the first time last year and at an event of high-powered women entrepreneurs. But I want to finish telling Alana everybody about this summer. Uh, My wife, Mara, and I, along with 10 other couples, were at a couples retreat. Hal and his wife, Ursula, were there as well. And at this retreat, Alana, you led several experiences. And one of the experiences that you led, as soon as it was done, Hal and I beelined towards each other. And we said, wow. Alana's ability to invite people to very quickly discover really deep, important things about themselves is exactly what best year ever is all about. Mm. And so we then went up to you and said, how on earth can we find a way to bring you and your gifts to 450 amazing miracle morning makers from all around the world? And, mm. and we're so lucky to have you joining us in San Diego. So Alana, I'm super glad to have you.
2: I'm super stoked. Thank you. That experience in with the couples retreat was was so deep and so flattering to be able to share what we did together with even more people. And it's so important to people that really want to grow themselves and live their best life ever. Like I can't see my blind spots to save my life. I have like three coaches, Mm -hmm. but when I can shine a light on their blind spot and it's like a catalyst for them to take what they're already doing to the next level, like that's what I'm going to be showing up for to to give people. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love what you just said too. And so I want to ask you about the work that you do, the journey that you've been on. And by the way, if you're watching live, then you you get like an extra special treat, which is if you want to fire any questions uh, through the Facebook chat group and I can read them to Alana or even just comments or feedback as we go through this, please do. Sue, really good to see you. Alexis, great to see you. Kathy, great to see you. So Alana, I want to start by giving credit to your experiences is incredible. You've been featured. uh, You have a weekly column on the Good Men Project. You've been a guest expert through the Huffington Post, People Magazine, Forbes, CBS, Fox, The Jenny McCarthy Show. You've basically been all the way through the multiverse, sharing your wisdom, and you've got millions of viewers on YouTube. So you you don't just have a lot to share, but you have a lot of people who have benefited from what you have to share. And we're super pumped to have you join us in San Diego this year. And I want to just jump right in and ask you a few questions about some of the topics that have been really interesting for me to learn from you. And and we could start maybe with the idea of receiving. Mm. I know that so many members of the Miracle Morning community are entrepreneurs. And one of the things I have found really helpful that you've really magnified is understanding what goes on inside of us as entrepreneurs and the relationship that has with our ability to receive abundance in Mm -hmm. our businesses and in our lives. So I'd love for you to start wherever you want and go wherever you want with this topic. Or frankly, you can ignore this question and share whatever feels like a better idea right now.
2: (laughs) Screw you, John. Let me talk about what I want to talk about. No, this is perfect. This is perfect. So I'll just back up one little bit. So like I call myself an intimacy expert and that isn't just about bound, chicka, bound, bound, even though I really enjoy sex and all the rest of it. Intimacy is really this umbrella in which sexuality arises, but same with our parenting, same with our entrepreneurial businesses, and most importantly, same with our relationship with ourself. So this intimate relationship with ourself, with our intuition, with our feelings, with our knowing, if we can hear divine guidance, if we can hear our uh uh-huh, uh-uh, or if we're just spinning in our head, trying to look good, do it right, stay in control, freak out all the time while making everybody think we're happy, right? So Mm -hmm. it's that inauthenticity that literally repels money, Ideal clients, deep love. And it's that internal exhale, coming home, able to love your wobbly parts as much as your badass parts, like truly unconditional love. When there's that rest on the inside, something really magical happens. You become irresistible, approachable, welcoming for deep connection, deep investment, uh, all this depth that we really crave. And one fundamental misunderstanding that leads into this idea of receiving is that most of us in the personal growth world, at least me, we're really good at spiritual bypass. Like, okay, so I'm just going to focus on the good and I'm going to go to the good feelings and I want more pleasure and more money and more feeling good. And But that's only half of life. Mm. And the other half of like science tells us life is equal pleasure and pain. Day and night, up and down, balance, equilibrium. There is equal challenge and support. In all moments, and at the retreat where I was with John, and I'll be telling a a longer story when uh, in San Diego. But just briefly, the the idea is like the moment my mom died, and I'll go like low deeper into the story later. But there was there was pain, hurt really bad, but also in that moment there was relief. She was out of pain. Mm -hmm. She was on the other side, and then my son being born. On the one hand, there was bliss to look in his eyes. And on the other hand, holy shit, how am I going to keep them alive? Oh my God, fear, right? So if we really slow down and really feel in every moment is equal challenge and support. And we have this misunderstanding in the metaphysical community that pain is bad and anger is bad and sadness is bad and shame is bad. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. It's an invitation to grow. And so most of us can't receive life. We only want to compartmentalize receive the good stuff we want. And then simultaneously we push away the bad stuff, but energetically what that does is the money's on its way, but then we push it away. The love is on its way, but it's getting a little too vulnerable. So we push it away. And what I really want to give people the experience of at the event in San Diego is a true transformational integrating experience where you can receive it all. No, I'm not saying you're going to love pain or challenge, but you're going to have a new relationship where you don't close your heart, you don't push it away, you lean in like a badass and go, okay, what's the gift here? Not as a cognitive analysis of the situation, an embodied evolution of your badasshood so you become stronger. Maybe more compassionate, maybe more patient, maybe more grounded, maybe more present, maybe more forgiving, maybe more courageous. I don't know what it's going to turn into for you because it's going to be a unique experience for your life's evolution, but I want you to be able to receive it all because when you can receive criticism, rejection, failure, messing it up and not criticize yourself, not blame the other, not shut down, not hide, not give up, you're unstoppable. And, and you can have the life, the best life that's truly yours to create. Mm,
1: I love that. I love that. And, you know, Elena, what's interesting is what you're sharing is actually a, it's a continuation, uh, maybe a deeper expansion of a theme that we had at last year's BYEB. And I know that, you know, Christopher Lockhead, he was, yes. he yeah. was uh, at BYEB. In fact, you had an awesome conversation with him on his podcast. I'd encourage And he's everybody. been on
2: mine as well. We've had a couple and we didn't drink whiskey at all. C- can you imagine? I
1: that find it hard to believe and his end, but, uh, uh, everyone should go listen to those. And you know, last year, the theme of entrepreneur day that Christopher really brought to light, Chris Ducker brought this to life as well. Yeah. They're both named Chris and they both had completely bald heads. That's a whole other, that's a whole other <laughs> synchronicity. Yeah. Uh, but the theme last year was about finding what makes you different and celebrating that. And nice. yeah. yeah. And I I remember so many of our participants at the event, one The breakthrough that they had was realizing that some of the very things that they used to struggle with or get in trouble because of as kids uh, or that they were even ashamed of were actually some of the very parts of themselves yeah. that they realized they should actually allow those parts to be fully alive mm. and so they could best thrive.
2: I love this of superpower that. or your wrongness is your strongness. I love that point of view. Perfect. Yeah.
1: You know, you said to me a few weeks ago, the idea that, uh, and I quoted you inside of our quantum leap mastermind community. I should share this with you because the engagement and responsiveness to this quote was really, I was surprised and I, I quoted you and I said, our ability to receive money is in proportion to our ability to receive rejection.
2: Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And if your worth is not inherent on the inside, you're going to give away your power to another's approval of you. And you're going to resist your being, you know, being rejected. But if you, and that's another exercise I'm going to take people through on day two in San Diego, is what does it really take to have your own back and to not reject yourself and to love? And this is normally we think we can only love ourselves if we're perfect. But that's the BS. That's the rub. That's the, the illusion that keeps us in fear. No, what does it honestly take to love your rejected self as much as your triumphant self? Because if you're going to wait around to love yourself until you get it all perfect, which is impossible to start with. And even if you get it for three seconds, you're going to lose it. So it's a no win game. It's impossible. And so many of us wait to like love ourselves and wait to have worth just because we freaking exist. We think we have to accomplish in order to be worthy, achieve in order to be worthy. We wake up unworthy, need to do something in order to be worthy. It's BS. You're coming from lack the whole time, which is a very low vibration, and you're only going to get more of the same. But, and I'm not saying we all sit around, just eat bonbons and love on ourselves and jack off all day or anything. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. Once in a while, that's okay. It's a good way to start the day. But if you start (laughs) the day full. I got to tell you a joke about this funny thing that happened with a client yesterday, but I was holding an ice cream cone like this, like two hands on the ice cream cone. She's like, are you doing a hand job right now? I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) But we could. (laughs) Um, Anyways, um, back to the worthy thing. If you really can love... And maybe allowance is a good place to start. If you're actually in a high level, crit- you've been raised by a critical parent, and you only know how to motivate yourself from criticism and fear, maybe going all the way to love is a little bit of a big jump. Mm. Can we at least just be an allowance? That doesn't mm. mean you have to prefer that you failed in closing your last client. That doesn't mean you have to prefer that you're single or getting a divorce. But it means you're unfriggin' willing to judge yourself one more day. Done. Mm. Draw a line in the sand, and instead. Okay, I might not like you yet, but I'm not going to hit you over the head with a two by four today. You're doing your best. Come here, give him a noogie, give him a kiss. Like start to love this part of you, have compassion for this part of you. And before you know it, yourself is not disassociated trying to hide this part and shine on this part. And people resonate with this. They're like, when you're doing the two different parts, they don't trust you. Mm. They might buy from you. They might use you. They, but, but, but they don't trust you, nor do they respect you. But when we have these disassociated parts together, integrated, here I am, the wobbly hot mess. And here I am, the magnificent badass. This is all of me. And I'm ever evolving. And there's nothing to prove and nothing to justify. We become integrated. And people are like, our field changes like on a scientific measurable level. It's mm-hmm. like, mm, coherent, mm, harmony, mm, trust. Mm, compassion, safety. I can be myself around this person. They don't judge themselves, so they're not going to judge me. And believe me, that works so well in making a per- prospective client feel safe with you, to trust you, not just shining on and closing another deal and I need the money. And same with making love or dating with your partner. Are you just trying to manipulate them so they take care of the kids and clean up the kitchen, not you? Or, or just so they'll give you a blowjob or jack you off? Or like, or it, like Is there a manipulation and a strategy here? Or is okay. this true authenticity? And depth of intimate connection, which I think is what we really all, des- you know, desire.
1: Hmm. Wow. It, it's a lot to think about. And I, you know, one thing I'd love for you to share that I think I first heard you talk about this, maybe at the couples retreat, you showed us, uh, this piece of artwork that I think it was originally something that was built at burning man. I could be yeah. wrong, but it yeah. was these, it was this, uh, this image of these two adults that are sitting with their backs against each other, and they're in this—it's this look as though they are uh, like defeated yeah. and alone, even though they're right next to each other. But inside of their adult body, you see these their inner child that's trying to reach out and connect yeah. with each other's inner child. Yeah, and and you've taken me through you took me through a process a while back and I'm in no way am I going to try and recreate this in a way that gives it justice. But my, you effectively had me connect with a place deep inside of me, even if that place initially was a place where I had experienced pain or shame. Yeah. And you'd asked me a series of questions so that I could maybe open up a new relationship with this place. And I remember specifically where I was, because I was in a really beautiful place. I was just yeah. outside of Yosemite National Park. Yeah. And as you walked me through this conversation, you helped me to generate a certain, not just awareness, but even a new relationship between myself and this like deep, deep, deep inner child. Yeah. And I'd love if there's anything you could share with anybody who's listening or watching right now yeah. to give them some version of that even though you're not one-on-one with with them but a way for them to reconnect with this inner part where maybe there's things that are being blocked or there's a certain pain even if they've not been consciously aware of this that maybe right now they could become aware so that they could start to evolve their relationship with this place deep inside themselves that might be blocking their personal relationships it might be creating blocks in their businesses or in many other areas of their lives.
2: It absolutely does block all the areas, physical, mental, spiritual, vocational, financial, social, family, romantic. It blocks everything. Why? Because we are holistic creatures. We are energy. We are light ultimately. So it's going to block everything. And when you don't see it, I call that like an intimacy blind spot Mm. where you don't understand that you're literally disassociated from a part of you that's actually running the show. Everybody else can see it, (laughs) but you can't. And that's why we call it a blind spot. So I'll give you like a little, I don't know, three, four, five minute version of something I'll go much deeper into in San Diego and something I've done one-on-one with you exclusively with your particular challenge. And so the idea is at some point we got miswired. And we thought that in order to be good enough, we needed another's approval. We had to get their agreement. We c- couldn't be rejected. And, we, and, and just being us wasn't okay anymore, right? Mm. We had to be somebody we weren't. And so we took on a false identity. We'll call it an a-, a false aspect of self. And, and this false aspect is, is scared, mad, ashamed, terrified. And that feeling as a human, as we grow up, maybe we started to express ourselves as kids and and they're like, boys don't cry or be seen, not heard little girl. And we stuff it away. And so it builds what you resist persists. So this is an actual energy of an identity that's building within your body. And most people will feel it like, oh my God, I get nauseous. I feel like my throat is, I can't speak. like, I, like There's a noose around my neck. My heart closes. Like There's a physical sensation, if you really slow down, that happens when this aspect gets triggered in your body. And so what I do is I take people through a process and it works with brain science, works with the quantum field. It works with your central nervous system. I've been highly trained in all of these processes for almost 20 years. And I'm able to also with my own level of intuition and ability to sense energy, help people through to find the, the core. I'm always going for the, the biggest bang for the buck. I want to find the biggest kahuna in there, the biggest enchilada. And if I can get that shifted, all the other minor ones will just fall with grace and ease. And so the idea is, let's, let's imagine a moment uh, of, of shame or a moment of failure or a moment of rejection, something where it did not go right. And if you just slow down and breathe and feel into your body, you'll probably sense constriction on the throat, maybe heart contraction, maybe nauseousness in your stomach. Maybe it's all numb. Maybe you're just spinning like a million miles an hour in your head going, oh, I need control, I need control. Whatever it is, is perfect. And so let's just imagine that that is where I'm going to call it little you. This aspect is hidden and every time it speaks up with these emotions it's saying help me but we haven't learned how to navigate intense emotions so we generally push it down go on facebook you know take an antidepressant uh stuff our face with food go for a 5 million mile run whatever we need to do to like escape we're not going to do that right now we're going to do the opposite we're going to do what's actually effective we're going to lean in so i just want you to um not if you're driving but obviously close your eyes if that's appropriate and start to breathe in and feel into this epicenter of where this contraction is. This emotion is stuck. And then I want you to imagine that me and big you, the one who's listening to me right now, we're going to f- get really small and fly into your body. Kind of like superheroes. Get really small and fly into this epicenter. And as we get close, I want you to imagine that it's a dark hole. Like a dark void. And as we get really close, there's a little door. And it's locked. And I ask you to put your hands on the door because only you can love this part of you. I can do, I can say everything I want to say, but it's not going to make a difference. Another person could love you or, or sign up with you as a client. It's not going to make a difference. The only one that's actually able to heal this aspect of you is you, big you coming to little you. So big you puts the hands on the door, all the locks and chains fall away. The door opens. We have to crouch down. In we go. Two little chairs are there. We sit down. And as our eyes begin to adjust, it's little you. It's the one who you've been rejecting, criticizing, making wrong, maybe going in with a a strategy to fix them and change them and put them in a better mood so that we don't have to be rejected anymore. Maybe you've just been avoiding them and abandoning them for decades. But there they are. And let's imagine they are, are in black and white and their back is turned to you because they don't like you they don't trust you. They're afraid of you, but simultaneously, they want your love. They want your unconditional love. They want a hug so bad. They want it to be okay that they're sad and you still love them, or they're terrified and you still love them, or they're ashamed and you still love them. And they want an apology. They want an apology. They deserve an apology. So I want you to imagine saying something along the lines of, Hey, I'm here. I'm sorry it's took me this long to come. I really thought being busier and being more successful was going to make you feel better. But all it did was make you feel abandoned. And I thought coming in here to put you in a better mood and give you 10 more affirmations was going to make you better. But all it did was make you feel the way you are is not good enough. And I was judging you. Or maybe I came and I really did hit you with a two by four across the head just to shut up. So nobody knows that deep inside I'm so insecure all of the things that I've done, I'm so sorry. I'm not evil. I was really doing my best to try to make us have a better life. I had no idea that all you needed was a hug and for me to listen and to stop trying to change you and to really practice loving you without condition, unconditional, loving you exactly as you are forever. Even if you never change, that would be unconditional. Now something will happen, and I'll take you through a much longer version of this so you can drop in even deeper, but do your best right now in your mind's eye. What does little you say? Yeah, yeah, I've heard this before. You're always here manipulating me. Or can they feel your sincerity? Have they run and jumped into your arms? Or do they have a healthy skepticism? Well, that's all nice. Alana's leading you through this today, but are you going to do this tomorrow, next week, next year? Maybe they need you to prove yourself by literally showing up for yourself and no longer criticizing yourself on a regular basis until this aspect, this little you, is willing to come home into your heart. However little you is responding is perfect. Just allow it and trust it and we'll go deeper in San Diego. But the idea is eventually, by repeating this process and doing it with sincerity, one day, little you is going to jump into your arms, probably sob, And if right in this moment you could literally feel what would somatically it feel like for a child to be in your arms, feel their weight against your body, let yourself begin to slowly rock them, see if you can smell their hair, kiss the top of their head, and mean it from the depths of your soul. No strategy here. I'm sorry. No justifications. I apologize. No excuses. And I'm willing to be with you here in the dark. For eternity, if that's how long it takes for you to feel safe with me and come home into my heart so that we can be one. Eventually, if you practice with sincerity and regularity and consistency, and you can gently open your eyes right now and kind of stretch your body, little you will come home and something will happen in your life where you no longer need to prove, control Make something happen and your energetic spinning energy will rest. And then money, as if you were a merry-go-round, money can now get on. Love can now get on. You actually can receive because you're still on the inside, not resisting yourself. So within as without. If you're not home on the inside, you're going to be scrambling and hustling and trying to make it happen on the outside, which just pushes everything away, whether that's professionally or personally or romantically. So this inner work is basically putting your business on steroids, putting your love life on steroids, putting your self-growth on steroids. It's the hard work. It's the humbling work. It's the courageous work. Most of us just want to not feel pain, do 10 more affirmations and send five more emails and have a good attitude. And it's exhausting and it's not efficient or effective. One grounded certain clear confident email or request to go on a date or invitation for date night done from this place of home and stillness will create exponential quantum leap results mm. rather than all of this spinning i call that sprinkles on top of the ice cream cone of shit it doesn't it doesn't work
1: mm. yeah alana that's uh so oh, as you were leading that i chose to simply just follow along and yeah. and take part and uh I'm, I'm hoping somebody didn't try and do that while they were driving. No, I uh, said,
2: open your eyes, don't, don't
1: yeah, do it. Yeah, but that was beautiful. And, you know, as I, as I reflect on that experience and what you shared at the end of it, it reminds me of a few things that I think are so important for anybody. You know, when I think of those folks in the Miracle Morning community who are, they're all aspiring. They have a shared aspiration to be their best selves. Yeah, And and I really, I appreciate, and not everybody will agree with this, for some folks, there's something you said here that I think flies in the face of what many, and in fact, I know Hal and I have even taught things that at times I think, gosh, I wish I could go back and take back advice that we gave. (laughs) We all can relate to that. But the specific thing that you, you just said that I think is a big deal is how important it is to not run from or avoid... Or push away these emotions uh, that aren't always positive and pleasant. And you know, that's consistent with Juliana Ray, who for years was my uh, personal mindfulness coach and is still the person I turn to today in the area of mindfulness meditation. And one of the things she taught me years ago when she was coaching me, and I had asked her one day, I said, Hey, would you help me to really? I want to nurture my ability to feel positivity. And she said, okay. She said, we're going to do that, but I'm going to do it only with one big giant footnote. And she said, she said, for many people, the attempt to proactively nurture positivity can actually backfire and create the opposite effect. Good.
2: We're talking the same language. I love that. Yeah. Uh Yeah.
1: And when she first said that, I thought, ah, how's that possible? That's not what this is all about. That's not what I'm paying her for. But I I quickly learned from her and and you just, in a totally different way, revealed the same learning, which is so important, which is we need to learn how to work with everything that is going on inside of us. Yes. And that um, covering it up or putting it to the side or distracting ourselves or overindulging in whether it's going to the gym or succeeding wildly in our businesses, it doesn't necessarily mean that we are, have really addressed something that needs to be addressed. And in many cases, like you said earlier, that inauthenticity ends up repelling people. It does. And so we have to be willing to enjoy and seek out all the good that we can create yep. and find and explore. And we have to be willing to face these parts of ourselves that we might not label as joyful or yeah, a, a yeah. super exciting because that's what okay. it means to be whole.
2: I was saying to a client last night, we've got to savor and be braver. She goes, Ooh, bumper sticker. And so like savor the good times, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. And be brave, braver when the emotions come up that we don't care for because here's the deal people. We cannot scientifically create on top of an emotional trigger. We are in fight or flight or freeze, disconnected to our intelligence, from our intelligence, disconnected from the divine. We are like reptilian robots, and we're just going to react from a very lack-based mentality and make a really bad mistake. And then we're going to do it again. And then we're going to do it again. Okay? And we wonder why our lives aren't working. Then we have to work even harder to try to make up for all of that. Instead, what if emotions weren't bad or good? Mm Mm-hmm. What if they weren't right or wrong? What if they just were invitations to sit in fires, to be like an iron in the fire that gets harder and stronger over time? What if it's like the phoenix rising from the flame? What if all of these are invitations, because they are, for you to evolve, for you to integrate something into the, the lesson? Like some of you will know my story and some of you won't, but really long, crazy custody battle. Lots of debt, legal debt, lots of reasons to be ashamed. My son actually lives with his dad. That's how we've created peace. Not fair, not fun, all this kind of stuff. I could have not integrated these emotions into allowance, compassion, Mm. strength, forgiveness. I could be bitter. I could be pushing it all down, not telling anybody about it. I could still be blaming my ex. I could make my son feel guilty. I could do all these things, right? So the emotions were real shame, humiliation, disappointment, unfairness, all this kind of stuff. So I've learned through my own path to lean in, do these high-level quantum psychology practices that I've been trained in to literally, because you cannot create or just or uncreate energy. That's science. You can only change it. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to get rid of fear. We're not going to get rid of anger. We're not going to get rid of insecurity. We're not going to get rid of it, but we can change it and integrate it. And it's not with 10 more affirmations, sprinkles on top of the ice cream cone. Okay. That's not, that's a temporary hit just like Facebook is, or another pint of ice cream or some cam girls. Okay. That's just a hit. Okay. Really what it's going to take, the integration is sitting in it. Doesn't take a long time, but it's, but it's going to take bravery. As you breathe and stay present and literally merge this lower vibration into a higher vibration, it's mm-hmm. like an alchemy into a higher vibration. That, that experience didn't happen to me, my own, whatever, custodial stuff and debt and all the rest of it. It didn't happen to me because I'm bad. It happened to grow me into a badass. Mm. It, it was there to turn me into a queen of compassion. So I have to do my work and integrate all of these lessons into these new embodied capacities that I can now take into my world and support others and be a greater giver and be more generous to myself and to others. So everything that's happened to you, you've done nothing wrong. You're not bad. You haven't failed. It's not your fault. You're not broken. There's nothing like that. Everything, i, I the bigger the catastrophe, the, the greater the impact you're apparently here to make. If you ask me right? I don't have, I don't Mm -hmm. treat people like, I don't pity them. I don't treat them like victims. No, no, no. You, you have chosen this, your soul. Maybe you don't remember, but I think it's a great point of view to have that you and God and the goddess were sitting around with scotch and cigars going, okay, what would be really fun this time in this life? And you come up with a plan of how you're going to be giving certain gifts. Well, how can you become strong if you haven't experienced weak? How can you experience forgiveness if you haven't been betrayed? You know, like, how can you become this incredible public speaker if your voice hasn't been squelched? Eh, hello. So we're just evolving. Nothing's wrong here. And when you have that new point of view and you don't push away part of you and criticize part of you and you literally empower, get up under this part of you, whew, it's fun to be alive. You get a lot more results. You make a lot more money. You make a bigger impact. You have greater sex and deeper relationships and, and real friendships. It's all, it's all worth it. It's all good.
1: Mm, you, you're reminding me of a, um, a time where I was interviewing for a leadership position for a company that I really wanted, and I ended up getting the position. And the gentleman that was interviewing me at the end of the process—it was a long, like, several-month process—he said, "John, I'm going to tell you the thing I'm most concerned about in us hiring you." Hmm. He said, "The thing I'm most concerned about," and and he said this with full sincerity, and it, yes. I really had to let it sink in. Hmm. He said, I'm concerned that you have not had big enough failures in your life. And, uh, and it took me a long time to understand what he meant by that. I um, love that. yeah. And, and he was a, he became a mentor and somebody who I've really learned a lot from. And it also reminds me of Dr. James Kelly, who's a, a fellow member of our exchange community of group genius facilitators. And Dr. Kelly wrote a book based on his interviews with 150 CEOs mm. and, and the thing that he found that, the, that was most in common amongst yeah. all of these interviews and his, his show, by the way, he ju- it was all through a podcast, it was called Executive After Hours. And what he would do is he'd, he'd interview these executives, Alana, and, he refu- he has, and this is my interpretation, he refused to let them talk about their work. Uh-huh. And he asked them about their childhood and their upbringing and their struggles. Yeah. yeah, and he ended up writing a book about what he learned, and the book was called "The Crucible's Gift." And it was mm-hmm. the one, that he what he thought was the most important lesson that he learned from all these interviews was that it was the greatest challenge that everybody had faced that had given them their greatest gift that allowed yes. them to eventually become an incredible leader, which is really what you're talking about.
2: Yes, yes. I, I really love this, John, because I personally, as a, a woman who's dating, I don't trust as much in a man who's all successful than a man who's been successful, lost it all, and rebuilt it. Mm. Because who it takes to, to succeed, you know, that can even be luck, right? You could be mm-hmm. just given success, right? Maybe from your parents or something. But if you've had it, lost it, and had to process through the shame, humiliation, mm. stop Abusing yourself, see the lesson, and it gets stronger because of it, and get back up again. I respect you, because because life is going to give us another challenge. That's life. Life is yeah. equal support and challenge. That's science. So who are you going to be if you've never gotten back up again? It means I don't trust you. And so if I'm going to be a, a female and surrender, and I don't know who you're going to be in a difficult time, and you're going to react and judge and blame and pretend and scramble and hustle and ditch me and the kids and all their um, no 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 thanks. So I really love what your, what your friend is saying there. And I, I also mean, I don't wish horrible things on you, but like, (laughs) I wish you the humility and the grandeur that comes from falling down and loving yourself just as much down as you are up. Mm, That's
1: beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, Alana, before we go here, I just want to say again, we are super excited to have you bringing your wisdom to the Best You Ever Blueprint. This is our sixth year we've done this event. Is it the sixth or the seventh? I don't remember. It doesn't really matter. But uh, for those of you, if you've been listening, you're still listening, it's uh, Manchester Grand Hyatt, com. And uh, I was just telling Alana before the show, we're we're not going to have a challenge filling the seats as it has been the last several years. We're really fortunate that the global miracle morning community of yeah at this point hundreds and hundreds of thousands millions of people Mm. uh they snatch up all these seats every year it sells out usually a month or two in advance so i don't know when this show gets published but if somebody hears it and they want to join us in san diego uh then go to bestyoueverlive.com and if there's still seats grab one it's going to be an amazing experience alana before we go Mm. Where can somebody go to, to learn more from you? You've got your podcast, Intimate Conversations. Where can they find you there or anywhere else?
2: Yeah, they can find me there. Uh, also, my YouTube channel. A quick way to find that is simply alanapratt.com forward slash watch. And alanapratt.com is my website, spelt A-L-L-A-N-A-P-R-A-T-T.com. Lots of free gifts and trainings there for you to let me love you and take care of you.
1: Awesome. Alana, this was
2: great. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. This is delicious.
0: Goal Achievers, if you enjoyed that episode of the podcast and the conversation that John just had with Alana, I invite you to check out com and uh, join us in San Diego. Join me live, John Burgoff live, Alana Pratt live. JP Sears, Christopher Lockhead, uh, the list goes on and on. Patricia Moreno, Kelly Cochran. We've got some phenomenal folks. Jeff Woods, Vice President of The One Thing. It goes on and on and on. And uh, if you would like to have a life-changing weekend, uh, I highly encourage you to check out the new website, by the way. It's a brand new website, bestyoureverlive.com. Watch the video and uh, and see if you can make it to join us in December in San Diego, California. Until next week, I love you. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you then.